Justin Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. The Charlotte Hornets take on the Washington Wizards for the third time already this season. And you can hear Sam Farber on the call, 92.7 FM, here on WFNZ. Let's welcome him in now to the Body Works Plus guest hotline, the voice of the Charlotte Hornets. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, been nice to have a couple of days off, but we're anxious to get back to work here at the hot. Yeah, three days off. Kind of weird in the NBA regular season, especially for the Charlotte Hornets and the start that they got off to this year. Now, they have already played Washington a couple of times, as I just mentioned. They did lose both of those. Sam, why did the Hornets lose those first two games against Washington, and what do they have to do differently? Well, I think the the number one, two, and three reasons are injuries, and that's been the storyline throughout the year. But I, I think you also have to be able to compartmentalize things and say, hey, there is an overarching reason why the team has been in a losing trend, but that can't be an excuse on a day-to-day basis on why you don't pick up individual wins. And when you look at the two head-to-head matchups with the Washington Wizards, it comes down to shooting. The Hornets just are not shooting well enough, and the injuries do a lot of impact in those categories. But at the end of the day, everyone out there on the floor is being paid to be there and is doing being paid handsomely for a reason, and that is because they have the ability to knock down these shots. So uh, we'll, we'll wait for more clarity here. It looks like, uh, you know, for the most part, it's the same group that was out there against Boston plus Terry Rozier, but that's enough shooting there to be able to come up with this win. Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask you next. It was the Terry Rozier update because they did lose big to Boston, but when Terry Rozier wasn't going to be able to play, you were still dealing with quite a few injuries plus Terry. What is the update on him as far as you know it? And how big is that going to be for Charlotte tonight? Well, for Terry, it, it was illness, and you know you never want anyone to you know be feeling under the weather at any point in time. But I guess the good news from a basketball sense is that tends to clear up fairly quickly. Um, so you know Terry has been going through practice. Uh, all signs indicate that he's going to be good to go and basically back at 100. percent And uh, the team needs them. They they need two or three of their top guys, and that's something we haven't yet experienced. Uh, something the Charlotte Hornets have been grappling with all season long. But just having one of them makes a huge difference especially when you look at this Washington team where, you know, yeah, they're 11 and 11 and they're in the top 10 position right now in the East, but by and large, they've had their big three with them. Kuzma's played just about every game. Porzingis and Beal have been out there for the majority of games. Uh, That's something that would be awful nice for Charlotte to experience for a 20 game stretch. Sam, and these two wins that they've gotten recently, what are some of the positive things that you've seen that you feel like they can bring uh, into tonight's game to make it three out of four? Well, I think they they played a really, really good Minnesota team. You know, I remember thinking during that game, like just looking at how that roster fit together and the star power they had and the, the balance between scoring and defense, that, you know, that was one of the better teams I thought that the Hornets had played. And so I think in terms of their confidence right now, it, it skyrocketed because even without their major pieces, you're seeing these guys find success against really quality teams, uh, even forcing overtime against Cleveland. That was a quality result. And so any little bit of confidence for these guys matters because it's not like when Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier all are on the floor at the same time that everyone else is going to fade away. They're still going to be counted on just for very different roles. And then what did you see as far as just the, the turnovers in those two wins and all season long, just the turnovers what do you feel like? How paramount is that? Do you feel for them to uh, to cut down on that? And what do you see as why as far as why they've been so turnover prone? 
Well, it's huge because, you know, Charlotte just by and large has not been good enough of a shooting team to give away possessions. If anything, they need to generate more. They have to pound the offensive glass. They have to uh, create turnovers. They have to take five to six to ten more shots in a game to be able to make up the difference in, in field goal percentage of their opponents. And so the games where they're able to execute that, they have a real shot. And it almost hasn't mattered who they've played. You know, Boston's an exception. They're the best shooting team in the league. The Hornets have been, statistically speaking, the worst. And so, you know, as soon as they knock down a few shots and you look at the roster and look at the bench and see, you know, most of the Hornets' star powers in the street closed, kind of knew how that one was going to end. But outside of that game, if Charlotte's hitting the glass, if they're not turning it over, if they're winning those margins and attempting more field goals than their opponents, they've got a shot, and I think tonight's no exception. Sam Farber, voice of the Hornets, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know, Sam, we saw Jalen McDaniel score a career-high 24 points against Boston. What does he do so well for this team, and why has he earned the trust so much from Steve Clifford? He's just very good at making quick decisions. and I don't want to describe him as robotic because he's not, but it's almost you know that just instantaneous decision-making. He's not thinking, okay, do I drive here or shoot here? It's just he knows. He knows what to do in all of those actions. And that's not to say that he's a perfect player or he doesn't make mistakes, um, but he is just so quick in these decisions that he, it allows him to take further advantage of the physical gifts that he's been blessed with. And, and I think that 24-point game was huge. It hopefully will be a launch pad for him and for the team as a whole because even though it was a blowout loss, you look at the numbers, Charlotte shot a lot better than they had been the last few games, even ones that they had won. And so this is a make-miss league, and the more you're making shots, the more you're seeing the ball go through the cylinder, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Yeah, in that game they gave up 140. It was defense, not offense for sure. And hopefully the shot can keep falling for the Charlotte Hornets. And Kai Jones didn't have his shot falling against Boston, but I think maybe that's a game you can throw out as far as what you can expect going forward. But what you did see from Kai was logging another 20-minute game, just like he did against Minnesota. You did see him quite productive in a victory for the Charlotte Hornets against the Timberwolves. Talking about players earning the trust of one Steve Clifford, how is Kai Jones doing that, Sam? Uh, He's doing it by doing things very similar to what Jalen does, and that is making quick decisions and doing what's best for himself and the team. And, and, you know, that doesn't mean he's never allowed to take a three-point shot. He knocked one down, I think, in the last couple of games. But it means, you know, being a little judicious about, you know, what opportunities to take advantage of where and and where to just, you know, take your God-given gifts and put them into play. And, I mean, Kai is such an incredible athlete. He's just kind of been waiting in the wings here for his opportunity. And I think something that Coach Clifford said in recent weeks really, you know, is important to to note that you don't have to have playing time in the NBA to improve. And Kai is a perfect example of that. He put in so much work in the G League, so much on the practice court, and it kind of goes unseen. And I know for a lot of fans, it's out of sight, out of mind, and I get that. You know, if you haven't done something in your rookie year, uh, it's just assumed you're a flop and, the reality is these guys are very, very young now when they enter the NBA with more limited basketball experience than maybe their contemporaries from two or three decades ago. So it does take some time, particularly for big. But Kai Jones is a great example of someone who is figuring it out and being able to contribute now. And I think that three-point shot, one day it's going to be there. I think his game is going to get more and more well-rounded, and we might have a monster on our hands. But for now, he's a very high-quality player that's doing a lot to help his team. Sam, talking about Kelly, and we see the numbers that he's putting up to 19.7 points per game to five rebounds, but he's only shooting 29% from three-point three land. 
What do we make of him this season? Is this a guy that's just getting good numbers on a bad team, or is this a guy that you can look at going forward and say, hey, this guy's going to be an integral part of uh, the Hornets and what they want to do? Well, I think if I'm being honest, I think the answer is both. I think, you know, after 21 games, I think one thing we can say definitively is that if Charlotte doesn't have any of their big three, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball on the floor, it's not a playoff team. I don't think that's a shock to anyone. I think if you look at Washington and say, hey, let's remove Beal, Porzingis, and Kuzma, do we think that's a playoff team? No. If we go to Boston and we take you know, uh, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum off the floor for 20 games, is that team going to finish above 500? Probably not. So, you know, you, you as a team, you have to have your best players. But then you have other guys who are going to step up and, and really create that separation from everyone else. So do I think Kelly Oubre has demonstrated that, you know, he is the, uh, an elite number one option right now? I think statistically he's putting up those kinds of numbers, but the results haven't been there. But the thing about Kelly is, you know, these numbers have been consistent year after year after year. He's an elite scorer. And so the fact that he's doing this without the three-point shot being there so far leads me to believe that when you add LaMelo Ball, you add Terry Rozier, you add Gordon Hayward, all of a sudden shots are more open for Kelly Oubre. The numbers are just going to continue to accelerate here. Um, So, you know, I I think both are true. I, I don't know that Kelly Oubre on his own as uh, the 20-point score is going to be enough to get this team into the playoffs. But I do think this is sustainable for him as other guys get back into the fold. You can hear Sam Farber on the call tonight as the Hornets take on the Washington Wizards for the third matchup of the season. The voice of the Hornets joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Sam, have a great call. We appreciate you hopping on with us. I appreciate you guys having me, and hopefully we'll see you here at the high three straight home games. It's a rarity, so come on out and enjoy it. Uh, with us here at Spectrum Sound.